Oh my god, I I did not realize that. I've I've never seen it, but right. that just didn't seem like his. Uh, Everybody, his start recording before. We oh go wait, any yes, further. fuck, I have seen that. Everybody, start recording. Wow. Everybody, start recording before we go any further. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, Disney Channel. Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the decoms from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon, the brave and the dumb. My name is James, the bloated. Uh, my name is Brennan, the a member of the cool popular threesome. And I'm Ryan, the infectious. We make a good team. We are we are the real knights of of the table. It's not round, but it's our table. We like it. So how's everybody doing? Ryan, are you still infected? Uh yeah, I have the novel coronavirus disease, so uh wear your KN ninety five mask while you listen to this podcast. It's transferred through audio. Everybody knows this. So so I had it last time. Ryan, you have it this time. Yeah, which means that uh, uh, okay, so Brennan has to have it next time because uh, it's her turn, and then James can have it. Mm-hmm. James, you yeah, can't get be, it before Brennan. We, we made the rules for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. And nothing wrong I with mean, a little round two. I've I had round heard of two. This thing. Oh, dude, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, sounds great. All right. It's a novel um, you said, right? <laughs> yeah you gotta collect them all you gotta get okay. your you gotta get your delta you gotta get your omicron you gotta get your your ab2 oh. uh you gotta get your whatever's coming after that ab3 okay we're normally gonna run read, out of greek letters normally i read um books about racehorses but this no, sounds no, no, great no, no, no. this is way better you're gonna you're gonna love it it's gonna make your body ache cool this discussion is Much boring like why don't we move on movie. to discussing something more exciting like this movie <laughs> Avalon High. Avalon High. This is the movie we're talking about today. It is a 2010 DCOM. Uh, it is well. I don't want to tell you what it's about just yet. I want to. I want to. I want to do some other stuff because before we get into the movie, uh, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Oh, this is usually when Ryan asks why. Oh, I don't I care why. Not going to. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, does anybody else want to tell us why? Because we have a, a an optional drink, but it's hell yeah, not an bro! Option. I just crushed a can against my head because I'm really cool. We have a drink. James is our mixologist. He makes great drinks. James, what'd you make today? Today I have prepared sage water from the north. <laughs> I don't know Very. why they say that in this movie. They go, "Is Knights?" I think it's Allie goes, "The Knights only drank sage water from the north." <laughs> don't know why that stuck. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's a it's a sage e cocktail. Uh, it's pretty simple actually. So it's two ounces of gin, one ounce of uh, Saint Germain, which is elderflower liqueur. Um, oh. Really, really like good little secret ingredient in a lot of cocktails actually. Um, an ounce of grapefruit juice and three-ish fresh sage leaves uh and then uh you basically take all that 
shake it up with ice, put it into a uh, glass, and then top it with anything with a little bit of bubbles. So club soda, tonic, um, or even like a flavored seltzer. If you have grapefruit in there, throw a grapefruit, you know, flavored seltzer in there. Um, and yeah, enjoy it. Be sure to That's get it order. blessed by the local healer or by uh, a druid. Uh, yeah. make, make, make sure that, that there's a lot of spirit coming out of this spirit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take it to like a board game shop if there's one in your neighborhood and like mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you could find a a, a a Wiccan. Uh Wiccans will definitely do it. Uh but you must answer the their riddles three. Hey, if you want to drink this drink, you don't have to answer any riddles. I'm not gonna make you do that. You can just go to our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We'll post the recipe. You can make it, you can drink it, you could enjoy it. And you could feel like you're a real King Arthur or something. Uh, yeah, go check it out. So, Avalon High. I <laughs> I personally like the implication that if King Arthur is slain, we go back to the Dark Ages. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm a moron. Was King Arthur real? Was that a real person? I want to say yes, but whenever I look up anything about King Arthur, it says the legend of King Arthur. Um, Ah. This would be a question for my wife, who has allegedly listened to a ton of uh, King Arthur audiobooks uh, meant for children. She was a child at the time, but... (laughs) She was a perfect fit for being our King Arthur Lady of the Hour. Mm Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting here... What I'm getting here from uh, a, a, a primary source, Wikipedia, is that um, King Arthur was a legendary British leader who, according to medieval histories and romances, led the defense of Britain against Saxon invaders in the late 5th and early 6th centuries. Um, so, who knows? Perhaps. I, the word legend and legendary shows up like, Six times in the first two paragraphs. Mm, yeah, I see. Hard, hard, hard to say. Hard to say. Well, he's um, he's a very real uh, flour yo, to, brand ambassador. In case anybody feels like doing yes, any baking, good flour. Good flour. Yes, good flour carries a big sword. Everybody likes a big sword. Sword's got a cool name. Hard to uh, hard to argue with that. Um. But in this movie, we we really just get most of the medieval stuff in like bits and pieces, just little flashes of of uh, you know like uh, prescience that that don't really mean anything until the last like ten minutes of the movie. So let's let's just start with the very first thing that I noticed about this movie, which was that nobody here is is American, and they're trying to be, but. They really shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, the when I think of King Arthur and Camelot, I certainly don't think of, you know, Peoria. I don't think of Middle America. I don't think of the, the, the Midwest. But that's yeah, yeah. what they're invoking. Where is this school? I mean, it looks like it looks like a 18th century upper uh, education campus. Like... Stained glass windows. Yeah. Uh, you know, high arch, high arches on the building. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, in reality, we're we're in the only place that 
Disney can afford to film things with cheap actors, uh, New Zealand. But in in this in the the reality of this movie, um, probably Utah, probably uh, Illinois, Iowa. They say, yeah, actually they say uh, the UK. What? No, they don't. On the Wikipedia, it says it was filmed in Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. They w- oh, 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 sorry. Just... I'm looking at premiere. <laughs> I'm not looking at filming. <laughs> I, I that's can... a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand. It, the, all of these movies have a budget of like $5 million. Not adjusted for inflation. That's just all they ever set aside for these movies. And there's no way that they would... Go to New Zealand, then go to Australia, then go to U- the United Kingdom. You're right. Maybe they have like B-roll footage from some of these places, but but there's not a chance they're flying all of these people to more than one location. My very first note about this movie was like was me writing: Is the mom doing a voice? Because it she, nothing about what she said sounded genuine from the very first line that she she delivered. And uh, turns out I was right because everybody here is doing an accent, save for like the dad. Couple people. The dad's yeah. not. I've seen that guy. The in dad other is not. Um, what's his name? Uh, the main the main character, Ali, is not. Um, and also, um, uh, uh, evil stepbrother. Because um, he Marco. was yeah, Marco. Because he was uh, teen Dexter. In oh my the, god, the titular serial killer series. Wow, yeah, that's him. Um, last time I saw him in anything, he was killing a rabbit or something. <laughs> Allie's not apparently, she's American. Yeah, she's American. Um, I, f- I felt as the movie went on, it became more and more obvious who was not American. Um, I, I, it took me about like ten minutes to peg Will as not being American. Will is the, you know, the the pretty boy, the jock, the star student, um, primed for a scholarship. Uh, I figured him out pretty early. The teacher, Mr. Moore. Yeah. It took me maybe until like his second appearance to to get it. Um, but then at the end of the movie, as soon as like a. Uh, like a campus safety guy comes in from the very first thing he said, I was like, he might as well just be, you know, he might as well be like, you know, roll rolling up in, uh, you know, in fucking, in, 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 in I can't even say it. he sounds British. He sounds absolutely <laughs> British. There's fry him up I'm trying to think egg. of the right words. Yeah. Frying up a scotch egg. Um, what do they call British police? A Bobby. Well, a Bobby. They call him something. Bobby. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say that, but it didn't sound right. I was like, they don't call him Bobby. That's a name. Yeah, he's a Bobby. This movie should have just taken place in London. Or or anywhere except America. There's nothing yeah. convincing about Camelot being, uh, you know, having its second life in middle america yeah with football like just swap football for rugby and there's yeah that's it no reason why this couldn't be (laughs) don't have to change anything else at a primary school yeah um yeah okay so who are the players we got Allie, who is the central character her heartthrob will her new best friend miles oh my god miles 
I can't go, stand go ahead, give Miles. Miles a stab. Yeah. Oh my god, Miles is the the nerd. Miles is the classic Poindexter. He describes himself as the guy who sucks up to the teachers and always gets good grades and is the outcast. But the only thing that makes him an outcast is himself. He's a dick. He is such an like a rude person. I don't think he says one positive thing about anybody or anything in this entire movie. It's very frustrating. And he's a psychic. Yeah, he's got that so Raven powers, except every time he has them, he gets a blood clot in his brain. <laughs> he gets, he gets, it's a lot of pain. Yeah. That's his, that's his fun ability. It hurts I mean, him every, to see the future. You know it what? It hurts like, me to see the yeah. future, too. <laughs> Everyone in this movie outs themselves, though, in one way. So he tries to keep his psychic powers... You know, on the down low, but uh, he lets everyone know what's right about to happen. And then when they're like, how did you do that? He's like, I can't, I can't say. Yeah. I, I'd like to, you know, if, if I were optimistic, I would say that that's part, that contributes to why he's an outcast. But like, you know, maybe he, he it, it's tough for him to socialize with people when he knows things that other people don't. But even when he's not having these these flashes of of the future, he's still just an absolute asshole. So I, I don't think it's a fault of his special powers. I think it's just him. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing redeeming about him. And also the fact that when, you know, he's finally encouraged to, you know, seek some sort of romantic partner, his only move is to neg her. Like that's all mm-hmm. he could think of. It's it's nothing fun about that. It's always tough to have an arrogant nerd character. Yeah, it's just a hard like, hey, line to to walk in anything. Yeah, yeah. Be you know be be smart, and you know be you could be smart and just like live your life, or you could be annoying and try to make it. But like, don't do both. It's not gonna work. Yeah. It, it, yeah, he he was he was very very frustrating. Not only to to constantly like every time he got a headache, I was like, suck it up, stop. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing the future. You. Deal with it. Whatever. Do you think they wanted us to like this character? Do do they, did they want somebody like out there to relate to this guy? <sighs> I feel I feel like you'd have to because he's like the number two guy in the movie, but I don't like, know. I think it's a thing in these movies that like none of the kids are irredeemable. You know, like that's that's reserved for adults. Like the real villains are never really kids a hundred percent. Maybe the exception yeah. is the the kid in uh, Halloween Town Two who becomes a block. Um, ah yes, uh, the son Cal. of Calbar, Cal. little kid, yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of the exceptions, but like for the most part, they make it so that the the kids are a little more nuanced, and the adults are like the real villain. So I think he was probably meant to be in earnest what they hoped people would identify with, but in in actuality, no. Oh yeah, no, they they botched it hard, very much. Yeah. 
Um, but we want to talk about Irredeemable. Let's talk about the these other, like, you know, prominent characters. Let's talk about uh, Cheerleader and, uh, you know, other other uh, football player. I don't know anyone's name in this movie. I'm sorry. Uh, I tried. You got, come on. Yeah, Lance. Oh, like Lance a lot. A lot. Okay, I Lance, get it. Lance and Jen. So there is a secret love it's not really is it's not really a triangle but you have three three players in this love conundrum uh (laughs) will lance and jen and will and jen are dating on paper but lance and jen are seeing each other behind his back yet they this is what i mean by everyone outs themselves they kiss in his house they uh, lance and jen kiss in will's house Lance and Jen kiss in the school parking lot. Lance and Jen canoodle in the school staircase. Yeah, they're not hiding it. And yeah. somehow and, Will and doesn't Will, notice. And Will is obviously into main character Allie. Yeah. They go, they take themselves on jogs together. They, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I really he like their Fred jog situation. At, the at jogging situation. Yeah, yeah, they love uh, friend burgers. Friend burgers. That was uh that was an okay phrase for them to say once in the movie, but they said it I think four times. Which Did is they actually too many eat those times. burgers? Because they were on fire at one point. Yeah, those looked like terrible burgers. Yeah. It was just a pile of meat on the grill. On fire. Yeah. Um in terms of the in terms of the decom dad hour, he fails the barbecue test. Yeah. And if you're if you're gonna be a competent dad, you gotta work that grill. We, and we have to hold these dads to the highest standard. They must of course. do all dad activities. They must grill. Mm-hmm. They must yeah. make jokes. Mm-hmm. They must. They must like wear. Doing... They must wear a polo that's tucked into their jeans. Yes. They must mm-hmm. be critical of any boy if they have a daughter, uh, and very excited about any girl that their son brings home. Mm-hmm. We all know these. What do I like dads. about this dad? The fact uh, that he wore a headlamp to sit in the bleachers at a football game. <laughs> kind of cute. I actually give him points for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so the dad and, and his wife, the mom, are uh, professors of medieval literature, medieval culture. I forget what they specifically said. They're medieval historians, basically, uh, hunting for the reincarnation of King Arthur and Camelot. And they go all over, I guess, just the United States looking for this, which is a terrible move. They're awful historians. <laughs> but, yeah, the dad is much more realistic about the um, the prospects of finding King Arthur. Realism apparently is not relevant to this movie, but I at least appreciate that he's the, the grounded one. He's, he's the one who, who, who tries to, you know... I guess tries to make sure that Allie is comfortable and that they're not just going on a wild goose chase. At one point, though, this was a line that got me. Uh, she's moved around a lot. Like, they've apparently been, like, a, a very mobile family. Decom trope. Um, and the... Wow, I just noticed something. The movie's on screen. I just noticed something that has given me big pause. Oh, never mind. Okay. I thought people were in the pool on the floats, but in full clothes. Um, that would have been <laughs> they really should good. be. That would be great. That would be really good. 
Um, so that would have been an incredible thing for all of us to not notice up until now, <laughs> the second time we're watching the movie. Um, what was it? Oh, so uh, they, they're a mobile family, and they're going to wind up at where, this town, wherever they are, for a little while. And Allie doesn't know how long, and the parents go, well, it's going to be longer than a year. It's going to be three years. They never told her that. Like, they, they moved yeah, this right? entire way. And they were like, she, I mean, she's happy about it, so it's fine in the end. She's happy that she'll graduate from a school that she'll stay at for a long time. But they just never discussed that they were going to be there for three whole years. Yeah. I, yeah, I, was, I, guess, I guess they would know that ahead of time. Yeah. I was under the impression that, like, they had just kind of figured it out very recently. And I want to know what that clue was. There, there must have just got tenured or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just a three-year tenure. Oh no, I, I say that as a joke, <laughs> but that is a real thing. Um, but yeah, they, like they they move around so rapidly. Um, I don't know. There must have been some reason that they wanted to stay here three years. But also, why three years? Because hold on, let's 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 show all of the context here. So. According to the legends in this movie, King Arthur is revealed at the time that there is a a, a lunar eclipse and a meteor shower at the same time. <coughs> now, this only happens every thousand years. And if we can judge roughly from the time period of this movie, you know, the time frame, it happens about a month after they move there. Yeah. Because, like, they're still working on the same project in, in their class. So it's it's not that long. Um, so if they knew, based on all of the legends, that this big event was going to happen in a month, why did they have to stay here for three years? Uh. Because if it's as big of a legend as they say, there's going to be some blowback. Oh, sure. But like if they if they got it wrong, then they would have had to stay there for two years and 11 months while they were thrown into the Dark Ages. Well, when you're a parent, you'll understand. I guess you're right. There are just some things I'm not ready for. It would have been like my own child being the reincarnation of King Arthur. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. Maybe this is uh, this. This talk has got me rethinking my F-bomb. But I would it would be an amazing, amazing twist and just a way to end this movie like 15 to 20 minutes early. Not even that much, actually. If so, the I'll skip ahead, but the reincarnation thing, like the the lunar eclipse, solar shower, um, uh, happens every thousand years, and and in this movie, it happens uh, towards the the end when we're about to wrap up, you know, come to that climax, the third act uh, compression that happens in every decom. It would have been really funny if at one point they get a call, the dad gets a call. When that was supposed to happen, it you don't see it happen, but he just gets a call and he goes, huh? Uh-huh. An eclipse and a star. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. And he hangs up the phone and he turns to the wife and he goes, fucking England. England. <laughs> <laughs> we got it wrong. We got it so I wrong. We checked, we checked Indiana, we checked Nebraska, we checked South Dakota. It was England. Fuck, fucking England. Why didn't we think of that? Oh, well. 
Maybe next thousand years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That, that is good. I guess I'm going to let's just transition into, yeah, the, into our, the decom yep. F-bomb. Yep. Decom F-bomb. For those of you who don't know, uh, if this were an R-rated movie, you get one F-bomb. Uh, put it somewhere. Um, my decom F-bomb is uh, it's very simple. It was the last note that I wrote because I realized that while watching the last 10 minutes of this movie, I hadn't written one yet. Um, so after we haven't talked about it yet, so I'll just say after all of the events of the third act where, where, you know, things get, you know, things finally come to a head, the bad guys revealed, the bad guy is stopped. Good guys revealed. Good guy wins. Um, Allie says to Miles, she's, you know, very matter of factly after all of this action and all of this craziness, she just goes, Oh, I just thought of something. Miles goes, what? And I don't remember what she actually said. But what she should have said was, oh, I just thought of something. This is all so fucking dumb. (laughs) None of this makes any sense. Why did this happen? Actually, you know what? That is kind of what she said. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it. She did say, like, what if this was all a dream? Which I guess is the closest that they could have come to, like, really delivering that this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go. Mine, so as we explained, Miles is a psychic, and when he has his psychic visions, he tries to help the other characters hedge their bets a little bit by giving them hints, you know, like, uh, don't use that beaker in chemistry class it's been tampered with, or, uh, you know, uh, put on some lip gloss because a boy's gonna kiss ya. Um, or in this example, he tells Allie... Uh, tie your shoes. What am I, your mother? And then she would look back at him and go, well, you sure fucking sound like it. <laughs> he does. do all the time. He's yeah. always carping. I feel like that's a good word for what he does. Carping? He's kvetching. Ah, uh, kvetching. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, it's just always negative. Do you think that he predicted the rise of the novel coronavirus? Oh, great question. So he would have had to see like 10 years into the future. And it seems that he usually sees about 30 seconds in the future. I'm going to say yes. Yes, he did. And he chose to not mention it. Do you think he predicted the New Yorker article about Jeremy Strong, the guy who plays Kendall Roy? Ooh. Mm. That guy. Great question. Work ethic, yeah. <laughs> that got a lot of bad attention for no real reason and so other celebrities had to come forward and be like let's give it good attention <laughs> he called Which up is, Jer- I, I, he called up jeremy strong and said don't opinion. go to that interview yeah yeah right and jeremy strong's like what interview and it's his assistant's like the one that i've been telling you about for weeks and then you get that like Jaws moment, like the you know camera camera moves in, but the the focus fades out, like you know yeah yeah right 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 yeah. Brian, what's oh boy? Brian, oh, do you have an uh, F bomb? Brian, you got it. Oh, uh, no, no, I don't especially, but uh, I guess if there were a place where I were, were to have one, um, 
I'd probably do it when uh, the quarterback bro makes up with his wide receiver bro for, like, fucking his girlfriend. Uh, yeah. It's like, he got over that very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Really quickly. Like, QB boy would be like, uh, you know, when when his buddy asked him if they're cool. Because that's literally what he says. He's like, are we cool? And QB boy would have to be like, fuck no, we're not cool. Yeah. No yeah. fucking way. So... Anyway. There's re- there are really no lessons in this movie, you know. Most most of these decoms shoehorn a lesson in, and if if there were any lesson to be taken from this movie, it's that you should forgive your f- best friend for fucking your girlfriend. Yeah. Whoa, 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 you guys. And I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. But uh, I'm 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 drawing a line at, at around that point. Yeah, the politics at Avalon High are a yeah. little a little medieval, a little, don't you think? A little medieval. Not only does he forgive his best friend for going after his girlfriend, he gives them his blessing. Yes. Yeah. He's like, if you two yeah, are happy you know together, what? you He's... should keep dating and get married and have kids and whatever. Yeah, that's because he's and here comes a pun, courting. Hey, hey, nailed it. He is her knight in shining armor. Yeah. Also, kind of bullshit that he, uh, you know, when Jen tries, Jen is the girl's name, right? The girlfriend. He's currently dating. When she tries to talk to, when she tries to talk to Will about it, he's like, "No, not now. I can't talk about it." Yeah. And then literally. 20 seconds later, Lance comes up to him and is like, let's talk. And he's like, yeah, I forgive you, bro. Totally cool. Yeah, <laughs> fine. This is a true bros before hoes movie. Yeah. I, Which is weird because I think the whole message is girl power. But the only other girl in this movie is uh, in, entirely cast aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she do- actually definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, 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 no. Jen, not at all. Allie, yes. Jen, no. Not even a little bit. Yeah. In terms of, like, you know, subverting gender roles, uh, the only thing you really get is um, the bad guy saying, King Arthur can't be a girl. And the girl who is King Arthur being like, well, I am. Yeah. So this movie is... Very she just like sarcastically goes, yeah, right. <laughs> Check, please. Just some <laughs> random cliche that says she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So this movie is, you know, it's a decom. It's it's lowest common denominator. But I'm curious. There are two twists in this movie. One of the twists is that the bad guy is not the the obvious red herring. The other twist is that the person that they've been purporting to be King Arthur is not actually King Arthur. At what point did you all realize these twists? Immediately as it was happening. Oh, so oh, so they, so you you're just right. along for the ride, Ryan. You you found out like in the moment. Yeah, well I also don't know how close attention I was actually paying, but yes, I found out in the moment. Good for you. That's very pure. Oh. Um, so this book, this movie is based off a book by Meg Cabot Mm -hmm. and I never read this series or 
single novel. I don't, I'm not sure what it is. But I have read a lot of Meg Cabot growing up. She did Princess Diaries, which I'm pretty sure no. everyone's familiar with. No way. Wait, really? Yeah. I love Princess Diaries. Yeah. She did Princess Diaries. She did this series called All American Girl, which I read. And then she did this one that I absolutely love called The, the Mediator. And I read the last book in a day when I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe seventh grade. Um, but twists and turns are like kind of what she throws in. Huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't see the bad guy being someone else, but I knew that Allie was going to be King Arthur. Like, w- like once it was clear that the plot of this movie was going to be like, King Arthur comes back to life. How's mm-hmm. it going to happen? And who's going to be there? Uh, yeah, so. Cool. But the the bad guy thing, I was like, oh, but of course, of course it's Professor. <laughs> that that one, I, I figured out maybe the first time we saw the Professor. Like, once he assigned them projects and her project was, like, something obscure related to King Arthur, I was like, okay, yes, he is the bad guy. It, it But it goes against all my DCOM DNA, which is, like, w- like one adult is pure and good and, mm-hmm. like, on the kid's side. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, no, this is more like Halloween Town esque, where like the guy you think is the good guy is actually, or like the guy you think is helping is actually the bad guy. Uh-huh. Um, but I gotta be honest, full disclosure, I did not know that Allie was going to be King Arthur until the sword turned into Excalibur in her hand. I yeah. I think I just was not paying attention. Uh, that one got me. The the teacher seemed a little fishy at times. Um, yeah. yeah. He he was more, um, you know, out there. Um, but yeah, the alley one got me. But I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia article for the book, and in the book, Ali is not King Arthur. It is Will. Oh, it's so what? different. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So scratch everything I just. No, said. no, no. I mean, you're, the, you're. No, but no, but seriously, my whole like intuition was completely backwards from reading these books when I when I was a kid. Well, <laughs> well, probably what you thought, Brennan, is exactly what the book would have been. Yeah. Uh, James, drop some knowledge. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's. Um, in the film, Allie, who's Ellie in the book, rather than Will, is King Arthur. Um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Um, well, no, 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 that's not that's not it. There's a lot. So Marco, the half brother, in oh, this movie, yeah. he's a step brother. In the in the book, he's a half brother, and Marco is the bad guy. Marco is Mordred. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, I completely uh, misunderstood everything. Miles, as far as I know, doesn't exist in the book. He might, but he's not an, a, an interesting character. The teacher is Merlin. And oh. Will is King Arthur. Uh, Ellie, the main character in the, who in this movie is Allie, is the Lady of the Lakes, which is something they reference later in the movie uh, just as like a throwaway line. Um, but But yeah, you know, it's... The, the movie is a subversion, and the book is, I guess, pretty much what you would expect. Or at least what you would expect, Brennan. Well, this is... Mm-hmm. Hey, Brennan, what's the big twist in The Mediator? Um, that So, the plot of The Mediator is that a girl can talk to ghosts. Hell and yeah. And there's one sexy ghost named Jessie who lives in her bedroom. Uh, you know, because he died there or whatever. And then I can't remember who goes to whose world, but, like, the whole... They live, like, they kind of have a will they or won't they thing, but, like, they're good friends, and he's able to take the main character... I'm forgetting the main character's name. Uh, Susie. 
through like all of these to all these different dimensions and they like you know they, they basically help shepherd people into their afterlife by resolving whatever was going on oh that's nice um it's casper yeah <laughs> and then i mean i guess it wasn't really a big twist but like the whole thing was like they can't be together because you know he's from like a previous century and she lives in the modern world and i don't remember how and i don't remember who goes to whose world but they end up together probably in Susie's modern day time with like Jesse somehow coming to life. I I don't remember, but I remember being shocked and surprised. I was also, you know, I'm also like a seven, uh, a seventh grader. So I probably have like an IQ of like 90. Um, <laughs> no, those are our um, formative years. Yeah. I watched Fight Club when I was like 13, 14 years old. And at the time, like, I thought that would be, like, the best movie I'd, I would ever see yeah. for the rest of my life. Like, I stayed I'll up tell- all night just thinking about it. I'll tell you the twist of All-American Girl. Please. A girl saves a man. Uh, a girl meets a boy. They like each other. And then somehow she stops, like, a, a, a gun being shot. And who she saves is the president. So he invites <laughs> he invites her to the White House to thank her. Oh, and man. you'll never guess who the, the boy the president's son is. These are these I'm I'm explaining them myself. These are not big M. Night Shyamalan twists like Avalon <laughs> High has. Um these sound like no these are like crash level twists where the twist is just that like a person you've met before is also another person yeah yeah person a and person b are same person you'll never guess what happens in the princess diaries unassuming girl she's a princess (laughs) it's a twist it's the whole goddamn plot you know i i princess diaries is definitely like Maybe maybe the best like kids movie in in terms of like you know acting and just humor. Uh, if that became a decom, it would have been totally botched. Uh, I'm very sure. glad that that movie got a theatrical release. Um, if Avalon High got a theatrical release, uh, Meg Cabot would never have any other books turned into movies again. Yeah, Meg Cabot. If you have a daughter or a niece, maybe maybe pick up a Meg Cabot book because once they're hooked on one, they'll be hooked on like a whole series. Hey, did you guys notice that this movie had like a real song in it? No. Nobody caught that? No. Really? What song? Battlefield, Jordan Sparks. You would nope. catch. You know, that. she she was like like three years off of American Idol at this point, and this move. There's like a, it's a running montage. It's Allie just running the first time that she like runs into where Will is in the forest. Uh, but there, it's it's Battlefield by Jordan Sparks, and it's not even in the credits. That that song is too popular for this movie whatever she charged for it to be, whatever the record label charged for it to be in this movie it wasn't enough i would agree with that yeah uh, what what else we got here what, what else? else is going on oh can i say one more thing about meg cabot's series the mediator please the, the, the final novel the one that i read in a day is called twilight <laughs> i've heard of that book it's about <laughs> vampires. It's about werewolves. 
Uh, I just think it's funny because it's like the same exact. Which one came like out the same first? Exact shit. Uh, the Meg Cabot one. I just looked it up. Is it? Is it also like vampires, or is it just no? Some but other it's shit? like you know a, a myth, a magical love that cannot be. Kind okay, of I see. So that's kind of her thing. Between between like a like a special girl and. <laughs> Well, she is. She can talk to ghosts. No, I I know, but I'm She's very I'm just, special. I'm just thinking like <laughs> the the phrase "special girl" would sound very different from any of us than it does from you, who actually read this as a you know a seventh grader. <laughs> as a special girl, myself. I don't think I could describe the character as that. Oh man, I fucking love these books. <laughs> I'm like I'm actually kind of considering downloading them on Kindle or something. Hell yeah, you should. All right. Let's see. What else have we noticed about this movie? Um, I noticed an interesting thing that when they, when Allie and Miles were doing a project together, at no point did they think like, "Let's look this thing up on the internet." No, instead it was, "Let's let's look through tomes." Yeah. The, the, this movie exists at a time where the internet is at everyone's fingertips. It's because not like you know we're we're doing an early generation decom they did they look have, up when the eclipse and meteor shower was on on a phone mm-hmm. nonetheless yeah and at no point when they were thinking looking up the order of the bear were they like should we look online let's just type into no. google order of the bear and see what happens nope no way couldn't do that what i one thing i noticed about their phones is that when someone was calling it was like basically the headshot of the actor or actress that would like pop up on the phone. Jen is calling. <laughs> like very nice, Jen professional looking. Jen is calling. Um, okay, here I'm looking through my notes. I, f- I found what I remembered maybe the greatest quote that's come from any of these movies. It's the most awkward moment that might have occurred across every movie we've watched. It's Allie, Miles, and Allie's parents in a room together, like in in their in the the living room, talking about the order of the bear and like everything that they've found about you know the the mythology, the legends. Miles is looking in a book, and he says, "It says here, any sword in King Arthur's hand becomes Excalibur." And the dad says, "Huh." So then Miles repeats it. It says here, every, any sword in King Arthur's hand becomes Excalibur. And the dad says, I know. And then Miles says, but I thought it was cool. And then the conversation is over. And they talk about something else. I was wondering what that was. I mean, in a movie where not a lot stood out to me, I was wondering what that was. I imagine that, like, this movie is only, like, 82 minutes long. I imagine that in the editing room, they thought about cutting this, and then they said, we've cut so much. If we cut any more of this, we can't air it as a movie. We need to leave it in. (laughs) Which makes me wonder what even worse things were cut from the movie. Because that right there is not a dialogue. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no like connection between those two people. <laughs> Another line that, that just made no sense to me. Um, it's one of Miles' snappy quips. 
and he says, you could really look into a breath mint. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, wait, did he actually yeah. say that? I didn't... I, didn't... I wrote it down word. I, I, scr- I went back to hear it again. You could really look into a breath mint. So... You could really use a breath mint? That's a, a thing. That's a sentence that has meaning. You could really look into a breath mint? That means nothing. Well, nothing at all. I, I get what he's trying to say there, but you're totally right. Like, you should, mm-hmm. you should really look into a breath mint. That's a different sentiment altogether. Yeah. Th- this is like him taking, like, three different phrases and, like, mashing them all into one phrase. That, that makes no sense. It's a chimera. That means nothing. That's like the joke that was translated from Sumerian. Like, a dog walks into a bar <laughs> and says, I can't see anything. I'll open this one. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. This movie is the, Sumer- the Sumerian dog joke of DCOM movies. It's just a, a compilation of tropes all mashed together. And, and it, 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 it has coherence only in that there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. I actually didn't think this one suffered from the three-act demise that they usually do. Really? You don't think so? No. Maybe it's because they had, like, source material to go off of. But I felt like it wasn't... I mean, it was sort of rushed because it was also heavily, uh, you know, CGI'd. So that was probably, like, a budget call. Which I didn't think the graphics looked that bad compared to some of the other pieces of garbage we've watched. Yeah. but Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like I felt like it was like okay, this one isn't as forced. Uh, certainly not forced. Uh, my perspective might be a little warped because I watched the first hour and then didn't watch the rest until ten days later, which is also one hour ago. So uh, yeah, my my perspective is a little warped here. Uh, but I'm surprised to hear you say that about the special effects. Because what I noticed from, say, like, you know, the battle scenes where, you know, the, uh, Mordred is using magic to try to attack them. Oh, I know them. the battle scenes. Yeah, like, the, the special effect team was basically like, let's just obscure everything. Let's make it hard to see the people. Then maybe you'll think that they're getting damaged. Yeah. I don't it, know. There were, like, there were times where, like, they, like, threw a staff and it, like... Okay, yes. So-, <laughs> so so the things that were more practical effects yeah. or like closer to practical effects, that those were fine. Those were acceptable. I had no problem with those. It was it was just any like use of magic where it was like he shoots a wave of magic, but that wave of magic just looks like Alex Mack turning into her goop and you can't see anything. Hmm. Sorry, I don't know the reference. Alex oh Mack no, you don't know Secret World of Alex Mack? No. Yeah, okay, so uh, do you remember the Capri Sun commercials where people turned into, like, the Silver Surfer? And they yeah, were like, it's yes. that. It, it is that. Okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, oh, man, Secret World of Alex Mack is a classic, though. That was, like, like early 90s Nickelodeon live-action superhero girl, and her superpower was just turning into goop. She might have done other things, but, like, that was the main thing. She just turned into goop. Huh. Yeah. We need more superhero stories like that. I'm tired of these like all powerful, you know, omnipotent superheroes where you know if you die, you just get brought back. We this, that's need all bullshit. More goopy superheroes. 
Yeah, goop Me. representation. Me. More. I don't mean goop Goopy. like Gwyneth Paltrow. Soupy heroes. <laughs> Goopy soupy superhero. Okay, I I think I'm I think I'm 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 tapping the bottom of the well here. Uh, do we have anything else? This is a logistical nightmare for uh, the, the person putting this recording together because I now have a recording in the middle of this that I didn't clap in. Yeah, but, holy shit. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I I made notes, but anyway, I will say this quickly because my recording might stop again. Um, they can't. This is something that we've never talked about, but uh, I feel like I noticed it more in this movie. They can't say someone's going to kill somebody. Mm. They use all these terms around it. So they say like, wait, you mean he's going to destroy Arthur as in permanently? <laughs> or or uh, the, the teacher villain goes, I'm going to take care of you the old fashioned way. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to pay attention to that in more movies like this. I'm going to destroy really you permanently. <laughs> He's going to get put to sleep forever. <laughs> He's going to close his eyes and never open them again. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely like uh, a supercut you could do of all the creative ways they say to like not kill somebody, but to also kill them. Yes. Yeah. I want to go back and find that in fucking uh, Now You See Me. No, Now You See It. The the one with Frank Langella. Because, like, his goal is to oh, kill yeah. the people. He wants to kill. That I'm curious about. All right. Um, my last note. The, the drama theater was called Pump House Theater. Mm. That's all. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Should we rate this movie? <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. For those Can of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. Thumbs up, thumbs down. James, go, because I know you. we might lose you at any moment. Might lose you again. Okay, I'll quote myself typing a typo. God, vid movie is so fucking bad. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good note, good note. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll go next. Um. Uh. Uh. God damn it! The movie is so fucking bad. <laughs> wow, we wrote the same thing. How crazy! Wow, so weird. Um. Yeah. No, I uh did not enjoy this movie. Um. At first, it was super tropey, and now I kind of get why it was tropey because every character is supposed to be like you know a trope from you know a medieval legend, but. Uh, I, they, they could have made it a lot more interesting. Uh, I, I bet the book is at least, you know, more engaging, more entertaining. But this movie certainly did not do it for me. Um, I don't think there's anything memorable about it. Even the bad stuff is pretty unmemorable. Um, you know what? The one memorable thing is that they shot, like, you know, this, this like, this night these knights in armor on and on horses like this battle scene that was interesting it's on like a beach it looks like it's near like the cliffs of moor it's it's kind of cool um but everything else sucks this is a thumbs down <laughs> wow you guys i'm going to 
I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, yeah, please. Come on. Give I, it to re- me. I really don't. I don't know if I can really justify it, but I I don't know. I, I thought, like, I was like, okay, it's, a, it's sort of a retelling of King Arthur. Uh, I kind of enjoyed some of the sets because whatever school that they're meant to go to, now we know that it was shot in New Zealand, but they were just kind of like fun buildings to look at. Um, I didn't really like... Like, none of the actors or actresses I, I particularly enjoyed watch. Like, I didn't think anybody was fun to watch on screen. Maybe it's just because I'm a Meg Cabot, former fan, oh, still are a former uh, fangirl. But, I like I said, I didn't think the third act was that bad, and it usually is. I thought they, like, tied everything together kind of well towards the end. I You know what? I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Hell I don't yeah. think it was that bad. Uh, girl power. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you're giving me a thumbs up. You know how much I love, you know, any, anybody who could find the good in any of these movies. Usually it's just me and I feel like I'm, <clears throat> you know, shouting into the void. I'm, I'm glad that you see this. And I do agree that the third act is better than they usually are. They put all of the money into this third act. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty cool. I think if my kid, if I had a kid and my kid made me sat down, sit down and watch this with them, I wouldn't, like, find an excuse to leave the couch. Okay, like, yeah. All right, fine. That is a good way of putting it. I love that. Ryan. Maybe Ryan's going to give us a thumbs up, too. I have faith. You have faith in what? You. Doing what? Just being true to yourself. Well, you're in luck because I am with Brandon on this. I thought this was a good movie, and I give it a thumbs up. Hell yeah, Ryan. What? And I will not explain. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. I think, Ryan, it's cool if your explanation is just solidarity with with me. Um, I mean, that could be it, but uh, also... I legitimately enjoyed this movie and I thought it was good and well written. <laughs> um, you really are sick. Yeah, no, I've diminished gray matter. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it's a good oh, movie. Oh boy, I I I'm gonna be honest. I did not expect this one to split us two and two, um, but I'm glad it did. I'm I'm all about the unexpected on this show because at, well, at episode seventy four, it's it's time for the unexpected. Like we said, there were two major twists in this movie. So here's the third. Unexpected is the theme. Yeah, yeah here's the third. Truly, I I love it. This is great. This is a real third act twist. <laughs> um, one more trope that I noticed, and I'm gonna point out. Um. Anytime something fantastical happens to the main character and they have to acknowledge it, they say the line, well, that's going to take some getting used to. <laughs> it's a very, that. it's a very like Joss Whedon-esque line. I think she said it because somebody bowed to her or called her your highness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, did you notice they did the meme at the end? They did that shot of everyone holding their swords in front of the round table. I know it's not just a meme, but in my mind, the first thing I think of is the meme. No, you think you're the only one who noticed that. Fine, I'm too online. So be it. If that is if that is my death sentence, I will take it. I'm online with a capital O. Nothing I can do about it. All right. 
that's that's pretty much it. We're done. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, we are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. You can email us your thoughts, uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Uh, you can call 916 816 716 616. That's definitely not it. 914 That's the DCTP hotline. Give us a call. Tell us where you were when Michael Jackson died. Those are our favorite calls to get. Truly. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Next episode is episode 75. We got some big things coming for you. You're going to love it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.